Hi, guys. Well, from chilly wintertime in Salt Lake City. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up today, Dan, tis the season for the blues. Indeed, and we're not just talking about uh, the the musical stylings. Da, na, na, na. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, nope. People people get sad long about oh. these. Well, at least here in the northern hemisphere. Yeah, it's probably great down in the southern uh, hemisphere. Yeah, all you all you Aussies and Kiwis drinking white wine in the sun, as Tim mentioned, likes to talk about. <laughs> Fine, great. You you get that. Yeah, I guess that's yours. But before we get to all of that, yeah, that uplifting talk about depression, uh-huh. um, I've got. I, I'm going to start with my Christmas themed story. Great, Dan, because the other ones are decidedly not Christmas themed. Okay, <sighs> not even in the slightest. Um, you'll be glad to hear, Dan. You'll be glad. You'll to hear. be glad you hear to what hear. I hear. Oh, Dan, it's Yule. You're a card. I am. Um. A little piece of, of uh, a little a little relic, okay, of of of, of a time gone by, uh, has made its way back to its its rightful home. Oh, good. That's that's right. A fragment of Jesus's manger has arrived in Bethlehem. What? <laughs> a holy relic. It was a holy relic. I Dan. S- I smell a rat. No, no, not at all. You smell a little piece of wood <laughs> encased in a giant, uh, you know how they do. Oh, right? yeah, it those reliquaries. It has, has like a base of like a chandelier. It's ornate yeah, and it's crazy. And it probably goes, got golden oh, glass yeah, and filigree. And yeah. It goes up. And then it has like this crazy giant Baroque, Rococo, whatever sort of frame. Mm. Just crazy. And in a tiny little glass window in the middle, uh-huh. there's a little piece of wood. <laughs> and that's what has made its way back to uh, Bethlehem from Rome. Oh, wow. The, the Pope has actually uh, let this little piece go. <laughs> this cherished piece. I mean, this is a this is a get, okay? Yeah. The piece that... of the manger of the manger what does that even mean the, you know about the manger right do we need to remind yeah. everybody what the manger was well i mean i think we all know like the story <laughs> from luke or whatever little baby jesus but what is it what is a manger? In a manger they wrapped him in swaddling clothes and, and laid, laid him in a manger, manger. Uh, I, I think you put hay in it <laughs> i mean you do if it, yeah Right. It, 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 a manger or trough mm-hmm. is a rack for fodder. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so there's a piece. There's a there's a of, piece of that very manger. Oh, which, the very manger. Uh, I mean, it, they at least know where this thing has been for the last thirteen hundred years. Whether they can get it all the way back to the full two thousand, we know for a fact they can't get it back there. Oh, Dan. Dan, no. Because the story isn't even true. Not not just, not, and, and I'm not talking about whether or not Jesus existed, but the story of his birth is just stupid. Of course well, it's not true. And how would they have known to like set a, like which right. manger it was? Right. They really like immediately that was whisked away. L- literally, and, and, and literally kept... one of the wise men was like, did you put that baby that. in a manger? I'm just going to chisel off a little chunk of that bad boy. <laughs> That'll be worth something someday. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so um, it was met with great fanfare. There was a procession of marching bands that greeted the relic <laughs> as it arrived um, in town, right? Uh-huh. Uh, it was marched all around town. Like you do. Uh, and then it was placed in St. Catherine's Church. Oh, uh, yeah. At the... Uh, Is that the one that's supposed to be on top of where the... The, the Church of the Nativity Compound. Yeah. There's a whole compound. Oh, sure. Uh, in Manger Square. <laughs> okay. Um, so here's um, uh, a, a, a Bethlehem homemaker, 53 years old. This is what she has to say. And she says, we are proud that the part... That part of the manger is back in Bethlehem because we feel that the soul of God is with us more than before. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then Sandy uh, Shahin Hajizan. Uh, Nailed it. Uh, she says, it's a small piece. We thought it would be bigger. <laughs> when we heard that the manger is coming back, we thought it would be the whole thing. Oh, my God. But then we saw it. That is funny. Not very impressive. No. The 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 reliquary uh-huh. is impressive. Okay, yeah, the relic, and this is always the case. Yeah, right? oh yeah. I I I, I distinctly remember seeing uh, the finger of doubting Thomas. Uh huh. Right. Uh, also not true. Just a little piece of finger. Just a right? tiny. But that finger touched, like the, the poked the the, the the sides, the wounds of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Very right. important finger. Doubting Thomas. Definitely not right. the finger of Doubting Thomas. Uh, I remember seeing that. I've seen like, oh, I saw, I think I saw a, a spine, a little, little um, like a thorn. Right? Mm. It was supposed to be from like the crown of thorns. Oh, right. Of course. Uh, let's see. I think this I is what happens when you spend the cross. When you spend a couple a years of in, Rome. in Rome. Yeah. yeah. Saw a lot of shit. I saw some shit in Rome, man. I'm never going back there. I think I saw a piece of somebody's skull, but I don't remember who that was. Oh, I'm sure you did. Yeah. There's all sorts of... it's. It Listen, this whole relic business, <laughs> it's an ugly business. <laughs> yeah. People they people are ripped apart oh, and yeah. sent to yeah. four corners of the earth. They really are. Yeah. It's amazing. And probably not the right person. No. 100% not the right person. <laughs> I mean, you get a little later and it's a saint and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they start, yeah, but like, how gruesome is that shit? They start just ripping them to shreds. Oh, yeah. Ooh, ooh, give me a toe. I need a toe. The toe of um, Doubting Thomas. Right, yeah, exactly. I mean, you kind of missed the point. <laughs> what if, but... I'm, I'm a dealer in lesser reliquaries. <laughs> it's never the significant one, but it's still pretty important. I got... I got St. Thomas Aquinas' elbow. Doesn't mean anything, but it was pretty good. Anyway, uh, I am going to take us to uh, Arizona. Uh-oh. Where... <laughs> yeah, that's correct. <laughs> On this show, there's never the mention of the name Arizona without there being an uh-oh about it. Uh, How did that happen to you, Arizona? Arizona, what are you guys up yeah, to? What is going on? So you get your act You should together. be so great. Yeah, really. You really should. Really. You got that, that canyon, that big grand canyon. Yeah. It's right in the name, for Christ's sake. You've got a whole right? state between you and Texas. You guys should be fine. <laughs> You're right next to California, for God's yeah. sake. Everything should be okay over there. Yeah. But it's not. Not. Oh, God. Anywho, uh, so... 
there was a this is this is the story of a uh, chaplain in a jail, uh, which is n- not necessarily a great thing. Uh, this chaplain was in a a women's jail, and uh, he apparently used his position to uh, molest several of the inmates. Uh, this particular chaplaincy apparently has he had the power to uh, these women were not allowed to not go when he summoned them oh god Uh, so uh, you know the 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 uh, lawsuit or or he has now pled guilty to this so he definitely did it now he's trying to 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 get a plea deal going Um, apparently one of one of his accusers uh, no sorry he pled guilty one of his victims uh, was brought in for a just for Bible study for private Bible study. That's never a good idea. <laughs> Can I just make that quick announcement? Private Bible study one on one, always a bad idea unless you're hoping to score with the other person. But yes, uh, no. Th- so this guy, um, yeah, brought her in. Uh, see, we think she's a a young person. A, a younger woman. Okay. And he, uh, yeah, at, at first he, it's, it's really creepy. He called her, uh, he, he said he thought of her as a daughter oh. and, uh, at, and gave her candy, which is apparently something that you don't get in jail. Oh. Uh, and then he, uh, I started, he started I... saying things like you're beautiful and I want to see you in a bikini. <laughs> and then, uh, and then he, Physic and then he forced himself on her, groped her genitals, etc. Oh God! And she's not the only one. Yeah. So, and he had been given a lot of power and leeway because he had been vetted by anybody. No man of God, man, God, God vetted him. God himself. God chose him. And I think if there's one thing we can God take called him from the last forty years, it's that God's chosen men. They're all good men. You can you're you're safe. Wait, wait. wait. Why you're only, safe. Why, why 40 years? Cuz that's how old we are. No, I was going back. I was trying to sort of approximate when when the uh the Boston Globe broke that oh, first scandal. I don't remember when that okay. was. I was, I was I think we all know. It's been going on for centuries, obviously. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was just trying to sort of when it gotcha. when it exploded. No, no. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Now I understand. Anyway, He's a bad guy. <sighs> I hate stories like that, Dan. I know. I just, I don't get them. Yeah, they're hard to make fun of. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not great. <laughs> I mean, that's that's my takeaway. Here's the thing: it, it's, it's yeah, it's hard. you can't make fun of it. This is Dan. not an easy joke here. This is here's a picture of Douglas Packard, no, who's the former chaplain. He looks like he was a mob enforcer. Oh God, what's up with him? Yeah, yeah, okay. Definitely don't want to see him in a bikini. Uh. <laughs> no. Anyway. All right, Dan. Yeah, I got a story from uh, Canada. Mm. Uh, Ontario. Yeah, sure. That's one of the precise. One of the great provinces of. Oh yeah. Home to the 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 maple leaves. Yeah, yeah. Um. Well, apparently, you know, like we get down on ourselves a lot about the religious nut jobs in this country. Sure. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's always nice. 
And the, the, the Canadians, they are so polite that they've provided us with an example of, we don't have to feel too bad. <laughs> Right? God bless no, them. America, don't worry, they're saying. We've got our crazies, too. It's shit all over. You don't have to feel so bad. Right. Um, a, uh, <laughs> a, <laughs> the article just describes her as a devoutly religious woman um, who kept her husband's decomposing corpse in a bedroom for six months because she was convinced God damn that it. he would be resurrected. Oh, shut up. Come on. <laughs> And it wasn't just her. It was also uh, her. Uh, oh, how please, many? Her five, say... five children okay. and their seven housemates, and oh, they all God. they prayed daily for him to live again. Police later interviewed them all, like two of the children's, uh, the couple's older children, um, and a few ro- of the roommates, and they said that they that and they all said they believed. That he would be resurrected. So this was like, Man. this was this. I don't know why they thought this was going to be the first one that where <laughs> this actually happened, um, or why they've never seen this work any other time in their life. But right. this was the time that it was going to work. But they were convinced, Dan. I just love it. I love. You know what? Here's the thing. I just, I respect the hell out of their the courage of their convictions. Yeah, they're clearly idiots. Yeah, but I I respect the hell out of like because so many people claim to believe that this power exists. Right? No, they they gave it they gave it a good shot. They right? really did. Um, they dove I mean, in. You know, she um, she kept the door locked uh, in order to keep the children out. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Which just wrap your head around that one for a second. Let's lock this door so the children can't go visit dad, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, and they also duct taped uh, the door seams and vents throughout the house uh, in order to keep the smell in the room. Oh, right. Because yeah. he was decomposing. Yeah. Uh, the police, uh, when they discovered the body, uh, it obviously was in a state of decomposition and mummification. <laughs> um, and so so the, the, the issue here is, and this is what I guess... Uh, was in uh, was before the court which is what what she's there are things that she is guilty of here right yeah um and uh essentially there she was originally facing charges of uh the criminal charges of of neglect of duty regarding a dead body sure um and and, and offering an indignity to a body. Okay. Uh, which get, could have carried a sentence of up to five years. I like the phrasing offering an indignity. <laughs> Can I D- offer you? Dear dead sir. <laughs> would you could enjoy I, an indignity? Could I interest you in? <laughs> an indignity. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Just... I'm just, all you have to do look, is just lie here. Yeah, you just lie there. You really don't have to do anything at all. We'll do and the rest. I'm going to twiddle your lips like... <laughs> That's a bit of an indignity. I'm just going to do that. dead person. If you'd enjoy it. If it would the please you. The dead person can't object. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they ended up... Um, she received a suspended sentence and 18 months probation with counseling. She was not charged for oh. the two. She was... Uh, for those two uh, things. They ended up actually... Uh, charging her, it was something along the lines of um, failure to report a dead body or something uh-huh. like that. Um, I mean, it's it, I, look, if she didn't kill the guy, and she did not, um, he died of natural causes, 
Uh, he was uh, a diabetic who refused to seek treatment oh. because he was going to pray it away. Right. Uh, his foot became infected. Right. And he still believed that God was going to cure him. Uh-huh. Um, he slipped into a coma sometime in March. As you and do. And then he died sometime before the end of the month. Um, oh my god and uh they honestly thought that you know let's just pray let's just let's Here's bring the thing. him back at what point do you ditch the faith at like literally there's got to be a breaking point about when the cop <laughs> well when the sheriff uh shows up to evict you because you haven't been paying your mortgage that's when you get Wait, yeah that's Apparently, that's when you have to face face reality i'll bet you anything none of this has phased any of their faith it's like, like nothing amazes me more than a, the human capacity to hold on to a system of beliefs in the face of extreme counter argument. You didn't give him enough time. <laughs> right? That's what she's like. I no! need a full year to, to make sure <laughs> this was only six months. I only saw like he was only mostly rotted away. He could still have gone full walking dead on us. Yeah. And who were the lunatics that lived with oh her? Oh, my God. It, it's just, you know, once you get into that kind of brain space, listen, human beings, our brains work kind of okay at best. When we're operating at maximal function, yeah. our brains are like, eh, okay. I mean, she was providing them with a place to stay. Maybe they were just like, just let's just fucking humor her. Man. Like, there's <laughs> Okay, we'll pray with you. We'll pray with you, lady. She brought pestilence into the house. <laughs> anyway, okay. I'm going to take us... You want examples of... Uh, you know, you're right to to say that that's, it's nice and refreshing to have an example that's not the U.S. being the only place in the world <laughs> where the crazy happens. It's also nice that it's not only Christians. So I'm going to give you an example oh. of the cuckoo happening in not the U.S., and it's not even Christians. Oh, really? <clears throat> Jewish schools in the UK. Okay. Uh, Orthodox, but not necessarily ultra-Orthodox Jewish schools in, uh, in London have been accused, there's two of them, have been accused of trying to coerce parents into opting out of sex ed for their kids. The school is. The schools are publicly funded and are therefore uh, subject to the rules of the of the public schools, which includes uh -huh. sexual education. That's right. Uh, okay. And and even and that sex ed includes uh, talk of LGBT issues. Oh boy. Well, they don't want it. Well, who would? Yeah, it's very funny. They have they have what they call RSE, which is Relationships and Sex Education. Uh, RE, which is Relationships Education. Used to be, RE used to stand for Religious Education, I think. Huh. Now it's Relationships Education. Okay. Um, that, that's required to be taught no matter what. I don't know uh, what it is, but they're required to teach it. But the, R, but the S in RSE, uh -huh. you can, uh, parents can opt out of. <laughs> And these schools were caught calling parents and writing to parents and saying, hey, listen, we strongly recommend that if you don't want your kid to get sex education in the class, you have to write us a letter and opt out of this thing. Okay. Applying very, very high amounts, apparently, of, uh, of pressure. 
to the point where one one mother who was a whistleblower in this whole thing recorded the conversation but still sent in the letter because she just didn't want the the school to think that she wasn't on board with uh, what was obviously right. the thing that she had to do right and like she wanted her kids to keep going to the school cuz it was such a good school apparently you know really good school well and you know you you want that you want that good jewish education but yes, uh, one of the schools is called, oh, I'm not going to try and say that. It's called something, something senior girl school. Anyway. <laughs> wow. You know, that actually showed some restraint, Dan. Yeah. Part. There you go. Yeah. Just anyway. don't even just know I'm you're going to butcher it. I'm not going to try. Just, it's called, it's called Hebrew, Hebrew, something, something. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, Dan. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Roy Moore is a name that has been mentioned on this show from time to time, we pretty had, much since the beginning of the show. We've gone so long without mentioning this I man. Know, Why I are know. you bringing him up I again? Know. He's a the former uh, Alabama Supreme Court justice uh-huh. who multiple times. multiple times kicked off multiple times, <laughs> somehow found his way back on. Yeah. Uh, because they vote in their, their Supreme Court justice. Yeah, that's just weird yeah um but he's so the last time last and final time he got kicked off yeah was when um it was it was over he was encouraging judges in the state of alabama to not perform uh marriages for for gay people right right um because um it had just been sort of the Supreme Court had right. ruled, right? Right. And, and he so, was saying, we don't do that here. Yeah. So he was defying an order of the Supreme Court, essentially, and he got right. removed. Yeah. Uh, so I got news for you. The that, Supreme Court of Alabama does not trump the Supreme Court of the yeah. United States. He tried, though. He, he tried. tried. Uh, and then you'll recall he ran for the Senate. Uh, right? Yes, he did. And uh, was accused of sexual misconduct with some young girls. With I minors, think? yes. With minors. Like a 14 year old, at least one. And then um, that's when uh, Doug Jones, Democrat, uh, ran or was running. He was the one running against Roy Moore. And that's when he won and is, is currently in the Senate. Well, uh, his time is, is, uh, is, is almost over in the Senate. Uh, and Roy Moore uh, wants to run against uh, Doug Jones again. Oh, my God. Um, now, you'll recall... He's 111 years old. Who? Roy Moore. He is? He feels like he is. Oh, I, don't know. I, don't, I don't think he's actually that old. Oh, okay, well, that's encouraging. But nonetheless, um, so he's... He, I, I just want to go through sort of some recent things that he said... Um, as he's, uh, you know, preparing this run for the Senate, Uh um, he recently delivered a speech at the Huntsville Republican men's breakfast group. (laughs) That sounds like a log cabin Republican group, if you know Uh, what I mean. Well, it was the wrong audience then for what he wanted to deliver. Right. Um, he, he's basically started a, a call to roll back rights for the LGBT community. Of course he has. And of course other any minority group. He doesn't he just doesn't fucking care. It's <laughs> whites, straight whites, are, that's it. Right. Right. Straight white people, mostly the ones with penises, are important. Right. And everybody else can go fuck right. themselves. He says 
we have to go back to what we did uh, back in the 60s and 70s. Back to a moral basis. We did not have same-sex marriage. We did not have transgender rights. Sodomy was illegal. All right. That, the, that um, is true. He uh, went on to claim that drag queens are teaching kindergarten children in this state and this community in Huntsville and Mo- Mobile. They're, they taught kids and they dressed them up in drag. Oh, no! Which they don't do. Well, he, he's probably, referring to drag queen story hour. Right. And I'm guessing that like they might throw a feather boa on somebody. Okay. Just fun playtime. Yeah, but they're not dressing the kids up in no. drag. I mean, no, they're not, yeah, they're not putting them in fishnet and, and fishnets and lipstick, <laughs> and contouring their <laughs> their 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 faces. Little Billy, I'm afraid you look terrible. Sashay away. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, he says uh, just because it's done behind closed doors, it can still be prohibited by state law. Oh my god! Do you know that bestiality, the relationship between man and beast, is prohibited in every state? Yes. That's what he says. These are great arguments. Yes, we do know that, Roy. The man We're aware of that. Just just a genius. Oh, he's He's a peach. He's got he's got all the arguments all figured (laughs) out. He he, I mean like oh literally every every conservative who hates gays is going to mention bestiality at some point in their argument. All the slippery slopes end in an end in a an animal. We've always said that. (laughs) All end in the yeah. anus of an animal. That's right. Yeah. Um, nonetheless, he... Um, yeah, he, he's he's a peach. <sighs> and only, uh, apparently, 72 years old. I would have well, thought he was like in, 84. Well, in uh, national politics, he's a young man. Yeah, exactly. On the, Yeah, by, by our standards. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to close this out with some good news. Oh. Or some funny news i don't know if it's good news but it kills me so you know we we have all these different states that deal with the problem of putting up christmas decorations Mm -hmm. differently they all want to do it but there are all these damn liberals who are like hey don't prefer one religious tradition over any others uh so they all have their own workarounds or whatever iowa Mm -hmm. and we've talked about this before Iowa wanted to have some uh, some some holiday decorations. They put up a, a Christmas tree, oh, yeah. but then they also wanted to to allow you know the the faith or communities of Iowa to participate. Yeah. So they opened up eight spaces for uh, for a different uh, Iowan community to put up a, a little a little sign or a little whatever. As a holiday thing. Oh, well, that's nice. And then they just so have generous. everyone can just sort of put in their thing, and there's a lottery that's chosen to that chooses oh, uh, who's going to do it. Isn't that great? I think they might change that. Uh, oh, why not? That way seems of doing like a really fair way of when of seven doing it. out of the eight that were chosen are atheist. <laughs> oh, literally, uh, oh. Iowa atheists and free thinkers, Eastern Iowa atheists, like. All seven of the eight displays are eight. Well, good are, on them. It'll be a, a, a merry something. Yeah, in I on, on the Iowa state 
grounds. Yeah, exactly. Joy to the world. Reason has come, says one of the one of the uh, things. Uh, another one. This one's just snarky. This one says everything distinctive of Christmas is pagan or secular. <laughs> wow. Jesus Christ, you guys. But there's also just a nice, a nice happy holidays one from the humanists. Okay. Well, that makes sense from the humanists. Yeah. They're always nice. Yeah. Yeah. Although happy holidays is a distinct poke in the eye of Christians now here for what be, by their own choice. Right. So there you go. Right. Anyway, uh, congratulations to those atheists uh, in, in Iowa. And sorry, everybody else. <laughs> well, who was the one who was the, the remaining? Eighth? I, I don't know. It doesn't say. Uh, yeah, it doesn't say. Uh, but that's it was probably like the Baha'i or something. No, no, it was definitely uh, Christian. <laughs> it was a Christian group. Yeah, <gasps> and can you imagine the pressure on that one? Oh, it's got to be good. It's got to be good. Don't screw this up for us. <laughs> you better not fuck this up, man. That better be the jeeziest <laughs> little display. Can I just say I really appreciate the word jeeziest that you just made up? <laughs> I really like. <laughs> That's a great <laughs> It's the jeeziest. <laughs> All right. Well, if you're the jeeziest, you can write to us about it. Write in the podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGI Atheist, it's the jeeziest. And while you're there, search for the TGIA members only lounge request to join. It is a closed group, but we will let you in. Hey, Dan. Hey. Oh, okay, I just want... This, this, there, there, is it a trigger warning? What is it? Angry man warning? Angry white man warning? Listen, you're about like, to get yelled at. That's what Frank's <laughs> trying to say, is that we're all this, about to get yelled this at. This clip, everybody, from Dave Dovenmeyer, Coach <laughs> Dave. Coach Dave's about to go off the rails. Oh, God. And, I, they're, and we're continuing on with this whole thing of, like, anti-semitism oh my god the far christian right what is going on like, they've forgotten that they're supposed to use their inside voices for that yeah like don't say the thing out loud yeah but and then maybe also moderate your volume yeah yeah just, he's just gone he got he goes full alex jones in yeah. this one oh <laughs> i miss alex jones. the world misses alex jones but at least coach dave's trying to pick up the mantle and run with it and I want to know how many more tours of Israel people can have. Now, I don't have any problem going to Israel. But, folks, it ain't the physical Jew. We are, we, are, we are children of the king. I'm a child of the king. I'm more precious in the eyes of my Savior than any bloodline Jew that was ever born. I'm sorry if you don't like that. I'm sorry. Amen. I'm sorry. We have a terrible identity crisis. We are desiring somehow to become Jewish again. I don't, I don't know how that's happened to us. Amen. And I so clearly as I was out there and I was listening to the Savage and I was thinking about my own upbringing and how many people I know are focused on Israel and on the Jews and we don't even, we don't even know who we are. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. 
Not greater is he that is in Israel than he that is in us. Greater is he that is in us. We, Christian Americans. And if we could focus on who we are as child, children of the king, much of this stuff that we see going on around us would end. Would end. If we realize who we are, who we represent, whose voice we are. Sit down today, if you will, turn on some talk radio or whatever, and you just watch how many times you hear, hear about Israel and the Jews. I'm in Galatians 3. We got an identity crisis, my boys. See, the Jews should be begging to become Christians. The Jews should be begging to be like us. And we can't wait for us to be like them. And we want to go be God's chosen people. Dude, you already are. <coughs> you already are. Walk it out. Nothing special about a Jew. Amen. How do you know that? I'm going to read it to you. Amen. How many times does it have to be read to you to you understand? And I was saying before we went on the show, if you were on a desert island and a Bible was dropped down by a helicopter onto your lap, and you'd never read it before, and you picked it up and read it, you would not find what we see in American Christianity today. You wouldn't find it. We're consumed with it. Yeah, I'm hot. Catch my breath here. Amen, Coach. I'm on it, man, Randy. I'm on it. I don't care. I don't care who I tick off. I don't care. Huh? Come on, man. The Jews ought to we're supposed to make them jealous. They're supposed to be jealous of us. And everywhere I look, it's Jew worship. I'll say, Coach, are you anti-Semitic? You're an idiot. You're an idiot if you think that. I am Semitic. You are too. It's lies. All lies. And the church gobbles it up and gobbles it up because we don't know who we are. We're child of the king. Yes, Coach. I'm a child of the king. I'm the prince. Jews. Jewish. <laughs> God, I, I apologize for how long that clip is, but. Oh, my God. Good Lord. There's just, just like nothing to cut out. The, there were a couple moments where I'm like, oh, we, it could end there. And then all of a sudden he's just like, oh, nonsense coming out of his mouth. Oh um, man, when he started, like he started and ended with this whole "I'm the child of the king," I'm a my, I'm a prince. My daddy's a big fat god, and I'm a kid of the of a god. Don't mess with me. I'm precious. He literally says, "I'm more precious than any Jew, something about I'm, than any Jewish person of Jewish yeah. bloodline." Yeah. Wow. I mean, he, he says something like, there's nothing special about the Jews. And it, you, you just hear these vo- these other voices, people, I guess, that are like in some sort of group conversation with him or whatever. And they're like, that that's right. And all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And the, the way the guy agrees, <laughs> uh, like Jews are not special. And the oh. guy's like, yeah. Oh, it's my like, God. Uh, okay, man. I mean, I, I also heard, heard your hood rattling around. Yeah. While you yeah. said that. Like, I just... Yeah, wow it's like it, it is like this is both funny yeah and really getting really very scary yeah this is like we it is amazing humanity's capacity to forget lessons that were 
really big and important lessons yeah. to learn. Like if we're forgetting the lessons of Nazism, yeah. if 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 uh, not Poe, but what's his name's law? If Godwin's law stops applying because yeah. because we have to start making comparisons to the Nazis now, that's some crazy bullshit. Yeah. Ugh. No, I mean. Like, you know, you texted this to me earlier today, uh -huh. and I was like, what is wrong with you know, the Christian right? Yeah. And, and and your response was, they're Nazis. Yeah. They've decided that that was a good idea. Yeah. They've just decided to be Nazis now. And it's, it's, it's like, you know, like, I, I you see clips of Hitler, uh -huh. right? And, you know... He's not speaking English. What? He's speaking sort of this he, this this weird angry German yeah, thing, right? That he's right. doing, right? Or as they like to call it, just German. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was doing like his yeah. speeches, or and he's like, and you're like, you're like, wow, like, like you're sort of just imagining like what he's saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One who doesn't understand German, right? And 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 you're, but you've never heard those words in your own language, yeah, right? Not not like that, no. right? And now, like we're hearing it, and it's like, oh, oh, holy shit! First of all, you know, like that's I can understand it, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, the thing is that, like, like okay, he's not a big deal. Coach Dave is not right, no. is not some you know huge no, deal. No, 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 no. But he's. Way, but these are these are views that are supposed to be way more marginalized. Yeah, than he is. Right. Like this is supposed to be so fringe. I mean, to be fair, he's fairly marginal. Okay, he but he has some fault. He has a following. He is not that fringe. You know he's what I mean? Pretty fringe. Yeah. Well. Right. He, I love. He mentioned Galatians three, and I actually like typed in and looked up and just pulled up Galatians three and was just yeah. glancing. And the first thing that I saw was Galatians three, chapter or, or chapter three, verse um, thirteen, which says, "Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hung on a pole." That's, I do not know what that means, but it was just a really funny thing for me to see. It's not a good thing to be hung on a pole. Don't, yeah, it feels bad to be hung on a pole. It kind of feels like a curse. I feel, I feel cursed right now. This isn't, this isn't a good thing. Can you guys get me down from this pole? Because I, I would feel, feel cursed. Better. It I would, would feel better. It would be nicer. If I wasn't here. <laughs> um, that. By the way, the uh, the... the chapter starts with the phrase you foolish galatians <laughs> which is a great opening to a I, chapter yeah i'm <laughs> yeah oh god dave dovenmeyer yeah okay like i shouldn't we should accept i i shouldn't want him to be as french as i guess i want him to be yeah. i want him to be french and so i'm projecting no he's way over there i i honestly don't know where he's at yeah, but the I problem is what his reach is i don't know what his reach who is. was it that we played last week that was on a the, oh. the Juku. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, uh what's his name? Oh, less right. fringy, right? Yeah, no. He's like he it was somebody. He has a White House press pass. That guy. Uh, um. Oh, what is his name? I, I'm just completely. Rick Wiles. Oh, Rick Wiles. Yeah, Rick Wiles is is far from fringe. Yeah, and he went full Nazi. Yeah, like. No holds barred, 
just Nazi. And his was like calm. Yeah. I which to, was also scary. I have to give credit. They're both scary. I have to give credit though to uh to Heath from the Skating Atheist, who this week pointed out that Juku is nowhere near as good as Judeta, which is what he should have gone for. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I thought that was clever. That's pretty good. Anywho, uh, we got some folks that wrote, wrote into us. Um, now, I'll remind our listeners that you and I had a discussion <clears throat> because I made a joke two episodes mm. ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a joke in reference to uh, a clip that we were playing, the the Patty break. It was Pat Buchanan. Pat, why do I keep doing that? Pat Robertson. It's Pat Robertson. Yeah. That's so funny. Anyway, Pat Robertson. Both are hateful. That's why. But, that's right. They're in the hateful... Men named Pat who right. are hateful. Who are hateful and Christians <laughs> and old. It's a and good category. It's a Jeopardy. great it's it's a great <laughs> do, 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 do. Uh, who is Buchanan? <laughs> who is Pat Damn who is it. Robertson? Yeah. Hateful named Pat. I'll take <laughs> hateful named Pat for a thousand. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I I made a joke. Uh, it it uh, it was a, because Mr. Robertson's clip was about trans people, and he hated he boy he does not like those trans people. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he doesn't like he he. Anyway, uh, I made a joke. It we we had a lovely uh, trans listener write in and say that she didn't respond well to my mm-hmm. joke, and so right. we put it out there to our trans community yes. to just write into us and just say hey. Help us out with this. What are your thoughts? Right. right. And we had some response. We had a lot of response. Excellent. I've trimmed it down because uh, yeah. uh, we don't have time to, you know, every people were very thoughtful about this whole thing. Right. And I really appreciate that. Right. Uh, so I will just sort of uh, uh, launch in with that. Uh, Anthony wrote in to say, uh, for a quick context, I'm an ex-Mormon trans man. Uh, and I'm still pretty fresh out of the church. So it's entirely possible that my reaction to these kinds of situations is still influenced by that background. Hmm. And I'm the other breed of transgender, so the specific comment uh, in question wasn't as potent to me as if I would have been a trans woman. But I'll share my thoughts. I'm a big believer in taking things within their original context. Having listened to the whole segment, I think it's very clear that or very evident that Dan didn't intend to harm, didn't intend any harm with the joke. Uh, while the phrasing was risky, it was clear to me that the butt of the joke wasn't the trans wasn't trans surgeries. The joke was making a mockery of the people who refer to trans surgeries as though they're some form of crude mutilation. Uh, and the incredibly good and thorough way you then expressed your stance uh, on the issue served as a buffer. You are undeniably trans-friendly, and the the purpose of the entire segment was to defend and validate trans listeners and the trans community in general. Okay, so thank you, Anthony, for right. that. Okay, cool. I will remind the listeners that the joke that I made was, uh, as we were introducing the segment, mm-hmm. the Pat segment, I was sort of taking the role of... Uh, of of a transphobic person, and I mm-hmm. said, ah, and I used I used the phrase, they're cutting off their ding dongs, right. and he doesn't know what to do about them. Right. Uh, now this is, we had no context from the video yet. Right. So I was referencing what was coming up. So right. that also like definitely contributed to this being a problem because it was it was before we had the context. Right. 
Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. So I just want to get that out there. I, I, you and I sort of discussed that, and that seemed like that was problematic that I had said it before. You used that as the setup rather than having the clip be the setup for the line. Yeah. I don't know how many people would have been better off with it that way, but... I don't know. Yeah. Just from, like, listening to it, I was like, oh, ouch. Yeah, okay. That's... Uh, that is right out there in front. Yep. Okay. And I thought it was more just part of the at the post conversation. Yeah, it's hard in my to... head when I replayed it, it was after. But... Yeah. Anyway. Mine too, actually. Uh, okay. Eleanor wrote into us. Hi no, there, Frank and Dan. I'm an... Matter. Oh, okay. It probably yeah. doesn't matter. Anyway. Uh, hi there, Frank and Dan. I'm an older trans woman having transitioned four years ago. Uh, after listening to your ding dong remark in November, in the November podcast, I feel... The mentioning of the removing of one's ding-dongs was more to define the context of Pat the Bigot's statement rather than towards uh, the, gen the transgender community. It is Pat the Bigot's point of view, which was, uh, which was much more upsetting to me, rather than your own concise abstract of his ill-conceived, uh, selfish, and <laughs> ill-educated diatribe. Pat the Bigot's lack of empathy uh, in understanding anything outside his Bronze Age, Bronze slash Iron Age book was to me exasperating. Um, I do understand other transgender people uh, can be much more sensitive in their view, uh, in, uh, to, in their view, dismissive jokes uh, around their very sensitive, the very sensitive and difficult part of a trans person's journey to become comfortable with themselves. Many cisgender people will just want to discuss one's operation. Mm. Have you had it yet? Are you going to have it? Such conversations are tiring. Mm. For me, the operation is simply the final and actually small part of transition. It's something that's very, that it's something very personal and none of anyone's business. Mm. Uh, could you have approached this better? Well, I suppose, but it was perhaps an attempt to lighten up an introduction to a difficult topic. Okay, so I think that that's uh, that's okay. another perspective. Brandy was a little uh, less. Uh, stoked a little uh, I mean she's still uh, okay here's what Brandy said I won't speak for Brandy I'll let Brandy speak for Brandy perfect I don't doubt Dan's sincerity and I appreciate his advocacy for the transgender community but I think making a joke about ding-dongs when Patty was talking about neutering is not necessarily crossing an arbitrary line but I think that joke just missed the mark when I heard Dan joke about they're cutting off their ding-dongs and he doesn't know what to do about it and it's making him crazy Talking about Pat thinking that transgender women uh, are not participating in God's rule of being fruitful and multiplying, that joke kind of made me cringe. The reason it made me cringe was because saying cutting off their ding-dongs obfuscates what gender identity means and what it means to, a, to be a transgender woman. I don't think that Dan's joke was too offensive or needs an apology. It just kind of missed the mark. So... I just wanted to, you know, I've been thinking about this. You've been thinking about yeah, this. Yeah. Uh, we really appreciate all of you for, for writing in uh, mm -hmm. and, and, and sharing your perspective. And I'm sorry we couldn't read the entirety of everybody's emails. But, I did, you know, there is this thing about me, you know, as a cis, white, straight male. Mm -hmm. I, I can't, you know, I, I have to be especially careful because yeah. there's no up punching for me. Mm. I'm as up as it gets. Yeah. So I'm, I hope it is my hope that none of those jokes were perceived as punching, mm. uh, uh, punching anybody, but Pat Robertson, who right. I can punch that right. guy. I can punch as hard as I want. Uh, cause he's a dickhead. Right. Um, but I can see how, and this is what I've come to. 
is that to me, uh, a lot this can be very similar to, and you and I discussed this, uh, if I as a straight man made a joke, in, and I'm coming from the perspective of, of an ally, but I make a joke that uses the word faggot. Mm. That's a word that can still have painful feelings, mm-hmm. even regardless of the context. Right. It can still be painful and hurtful just to hear it for someone who was abused with that word, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as a younger person or, mm-hmm. or even as a current person. So thank you guys for, uh, for, for helping me out with this. And mm-hmm. and for for you know sort of for reaching out, tell us when something hurts. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we're we're still learning, we're still figuring shit out, right? Uh, and we do, and and it is uh, the stated policy of the Thank God I'm Atheist podcast to be incredibly trans friendly. Thank you very much. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We yeah. Uh, we 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 love and support our our trans community. So so we really appreciate you guys uh, chiming in. Yeah. And. Yeah, I don't know. I think we've discussed it. Okay. Nothing Have we? nothing to add. No. Okay. I don't I don't It wasn't uh it wasn't my joke to to explain away. Okay. So. <laughs> I don't think I was explaining. I think I was, I was learning. I was I was just joking. Okay. I was making a joke. Okay. <laughs> I'm a little sensitive, okay? <laughs> I'm not trying to be I'm not trying to be a dick, but like <laughs> I have to be very careful these days. No, I know, I know, I know, <laughs> I know, Dan. And, I'm, and I do get accused. You, people get accused of of things. Anyway, well, okay, because you joke a little uh, fast and loose, right? Yeah. And what we're doing on Mike, I think it's easy to get in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, right. we're just we're because there's no, the whole... there's no room to read. There's no other person to read the yeah. reaction, and so we just kind of just put it out there. Yeah, right. And sometimes it works, and Some... occasionally it doesn't. Yeah, and then that's just that's just the nature of what we're doing. So yeah, so hearing from people when it doesn't work, that's helpful. It's helpful. It's great. Yeah, it's it's huge. And you know, I, you know, I feel like this conversation we've you know this is the second week in a row that we've had this discussion. And yeah. I think that the, I I would avoid it other than the fact that I think because, you know, people listening probably don't. Well, most of them probably do have a podcast at this point where everybody has a podcast. <laughs> but the but, you know, most of these people, most of our listeners don't have podcasts, oh, no. but they go to work and, you know, they, they they're in their lives. And, and we I think we all make jokes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think this is a valuable conversation for all of us to sort of participate in. Yeah. Like just ways that we can be. Because you can still be funny without being a dick to anybody. Yeah. So let's just try that. All right. Uh, We had some other folks write into us. Jesse wrote in to say, on your latest episode, you mentioned speaking to the manager of a a store. Oh, no, Dan. I I said, go. I, I want to apply pressure to stores to not allow Salvation Army bell ringers. Right. Uh, in front of their stores. Yeah. Because that is not a charity. That is a church. Right. And a a church with a long history of being anti-LGBTQ. Right. Uh, so, uh, so, yes. On your, on your latest episode, you mentioned speaking to the manager about bell ringers. For the love of all that is good, please don't do this. The time of year that... This time of year, that manager has no time to deal with you and has a thousand other things that they need to be doing. Plus, the decision is made way above their head. 
write all the emails to corporate that you want, but don't ask to speak to the manager. Don't be a Karen. <laughs> Love the show, Jesse. And P.S. Yes, I am a retail manager. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, look, if it's like a, a chain, a national chain, yeah, you're right. That 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 decision is not made by the mm -hmm. local manager. Right. I still, sorry, I still kind of think people should put pressure on them. <laughs> oh, damn. Look, Jesse, ruining your day is going to make you more like, if five people want to speak to you about this thing, you're not going to have the bell ringer. That's my that's my theory on the on the thing. Well, but also Just, what's being pointed out, don't be a that, dick to the manager. It's a corporate decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm saying mostly like because it's not just corporate right. places that have storefronts that have these right. bell ringers. Right. Uh, I but know. but I think that's a valid pers perspective. Thank you for writing in, Jesse. Uh, and, and I am an advocate of sending emails. Oh yeah. To corporate oh do it because like let me tell you your supermarket which was where this bell ringer might be that you're seeing all the time right, right dear listener um out in front of some corporate grocery store yeah that's what most the 99.9 percent .9 of grocery stores are are some corporate thing right owned by kroger or whatever so uh they've got these nice nifty websites that like it's specific to the like the location you like all these drop down menus and bloody 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 blah and you can complain about whatever you want to <laughs> and i do it yeah i know you I do do it whenever i get a chance yeah so something's not right in that store i let them know all right i believe you <laughs> <laughs> so yes definitely do it's that it's easy yeah they love to hear from you. Oh, yeah. And they'll send you, uh, you know, some, uh, a coupon. some fresh value points. <laughs> you just get a coupon. <laughs> uh, okay. Sasha wrote in, hi, guys. Uh, I was just listening to the Xmas Wars episode and, and the great letter from Todd with three Ds. Uh, As a former Jehovah's Witness, I can confirm that they, too, took a firm stand against beards. Oh. In line with the corporate attire. Oh, in line with corporate attire. Yeah. Thanks again for the awesome podcast. Uh, it's a pleasure to support you guys. I uh -huh. value every episode. That's nice. Yeah. J-Dubs too, huh? J-Dubs. And then well. uh, uh, Sasha sent a video, sent, sent a link to a, a video that was very interesting that talked about how if you look on in, in like their magazine, the Lighthouse magazine or whatever. Oh, yeah. If you see faithful members in photographs none of them will have beards but often if you see someone depicted who is not of the faith uh-huh they have beards oh shush <laughs> it's well that's a thing it's a symbol of evil oh my frank God. look at both of us we're just we're just dirty evil. dirty evil people. oh my god all right well uh, we have some people to thank and i'm gonna start it okay i'm gonna launch this off uh phil is a new subscriber over on uh, PayPal. Thank you so much, P Phil. Philip? I should say Philip. I'm, I don't know why I'm truncating the name. There's no indication there that he goes by Phil. Thank you, Philip. Thank you, Philip. All right, and then we have uh, two new uh, supporters on Patreon. Okay. Uh, we have Bob. I presume they listen. It'd be weird if they were supporting <laughs> us and not listening. <laughs> it is possible. It is, sure. Do. Go ahead. Uh, but Bob is a new faithful uh, listener of the show. Okay. And we have Nancy, who is a <laughs> beatified Whoa! listener Love of it. the show. Thank you so uh, much, So Nancy. thank you to the both of you. If you'd like to join these kind folk, 
uh, you can do so by going to thankgodimatheist.com and clicking on the support tab. We have a campaign going right now where we're trying to go fully listener supported, get rid of the ads. Um, and you could be a part of and that. You can be a part of that. You can help us get help us get to this to, to that point. Um, and as always, we have our top donor, our Lord and Savior, Davis. Cha cha cha. Daniel. Yes, sir. Oh, do you get the, the, the seasonal blues? Let me tell you something. It gets dark mm. way too early. It does, yeah. Stays that way for way too long. Yeah. It's it's a it's a very dis disquieting, discomforting time of year. Yeah. Especially in let me tell you something. L- ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know, Salt Lake City turns into Beijing. At this time, at this season, it's so gross out there right now. Well, not right now. No, it it's is. been raining. It's all that there. gunks out. No, now it's fog. But more no, normally, it's still unhealthy. For it's like it's a mix, Dan. Um, anyway, it's the worst. Our our, yeah. our air gets bad. Everything gets bad. It, we have these temperature inversions. Anyway, you yeah. don't need to hear all, all unhealthy about it. air quality for sensitive groups. That's where we're at right now. Yeah. Um, and uh, the fog is just kind of hiding how bad it is. Yeah. So, but nonetheless, um, yeah. So it's easy to, to get a little blue. It's easy to not only get a little blue. It's a lot of people get uh, depressed. Yeah. Like if you feel sleepy all the time, if you you know your your appetite changes, people gain weight. People feel guilty or sad or down on themselves. Like these are all symptoms of seasonal affective disorder. Yeah. Everybody, look, Christmas gets all the press, right? It's the Christmas season. Oh, yeah. It's the joy. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Well, there must be something wrong with you if you're not happy. Yeah. This right. is depression season. Yeah. yeah. We're in. We're in the peak of sad season. So look. I just wanted to reach out to oh, our... You're kind of being a downer, Dan. Uh, well, guess what? It's not my fault. The sun went away. <laughs> Australia and South America stole our sun from us, and then I'm not happy about it. I know. So uh, so while they're enjoying uh, the, the beauty of summer, I just wanted to talk about the fact that it's okay to not feel awesome about Christmas time. Especially since we don't even believe in Jeebus. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. So uh, so I thought we'd talk about some things that we do to stave off those winter blues. Right. I mean, we should be clear here that there is a little bit of a distinction. If you, if you do have seasonal affective disorder or, you know, any level of depression. Yeah. Right. That is a little different that's beyond blues that is beyond the blues. what you've done has gone beyond right. blues i think we're acknowledging that this is a real thing and yeah. if you need to seek out help seek out help but uh um, well and if you as want far to as like, like get one of the you there are lamps yeah that help that actually work apparently yeah yeah i've so, heard that so yeah you know but what i do yeah because I, I i will say well i've never actually talked to uh my doctor or anything about like being a little blue in the winter and whatnot. Right. I know that there have been years where that have been pretty bad. Yeah. Right. 
Um, and so I go into the whole season now, and obviously it's not just, you know, for some people they're not going to be able to avoid it. Right. Right. But I go into the season on high alert for what my mood is doing. Right. right. So that I can watch it. And I do things like I tr like I try to keep myself occupied. I think that's great. Right. Like I, I, I think that that's, that's just something that like, and it's just whatever. Right. Right. I've obsessed about a Christmas tree. Right. Right. Like it's just something to do. You it's dove in do. in a way. And, and I'm sure that your boyfriend was just watching the whole time going, what is he doing? Yeah, <laughs> I know it was. And I, 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 uh, I, what do you, what do you call it? I, I sort of channeled my my mother uh -huh. who is still alive but i i channeled i went full carolyn uh -huh. right great and i um boy i was working that tree I'll i, bet you I were. was carefully placing every ornament stepping back different angles the whole work oh yeah right you don't like, want too many greens clumped together no you gotta you gotta no. space everything well oh, absolutely you gotta get your reds and your greens and your your, oh, your yeah. whites all yeah. sort of you want to please the eye and i am totally also that little viral video you come see that tree right like i am i am <laughs> that i turned into that person oh. um, but anyway but it's it's the lights and having that war like i i also like sought out the old school style incandescent bulbs, uh -huh. right? So that they glowed really warm and sure. cozy, right? Yeah, you get those LEDs. They can be a little, they can be a little cold and bright. Yeah, you know, I want, I want it to be warm and cozy, um, so that I can. Uh, it just helps me feel warm and cozy, and that's right. just, that's just nice, you know. Yeah, I think, I think there's something to, you know, here's what one thing that works for me. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't think this works for everybody, but I'm just going to throw it out there. I like forcing myself, though I don't want to, to embrace the things that I don't like about winter. Oh. I like, like, you know, the snow can be so problematic. It's just, it, it's frustrating. The mm -hmm. driving sucks. Yeah. The, you know, shoveling, walking through people's, you know, just walking sucks. Yeah. So I try to embrace the snow. I try to find ways to have fun with snow. I oh. sled. I I last year tried snowboarding. Yeah. I just want to. I I just want to embrace <laughs> the things that are annoying to me. With your back, Dan. Though. Well, what now, like? yeah. The, I, I threw my back out. Now I can't <laughs> do my snowboarding for the for. The, I'll have to do some what some you, physical therapy or something. That knee of yours. Oh. You know? My, knee, my knees at least work. <laughs> I I figure I got three more good knee years, and then oh, they'll, okay. and then they'll they'll be gone too. Yeah, no, my knees, my knees. There's no way I'm going near anything. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I have some rules. Yeah. About about my legs. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I don't strap wheels on the bottom of my feet. That's like rule number one. Sure. Right. You don't do that. <laughs> and then the following follow that rule anything slippery or slidey so like why would you like why would you ice skate this is just mad <laughs> it's madness right i see people do it and i'm like no well if you're no. not if you're not painfully old people like we are maybe you can get out there and ice skate because that's actually pretty fun for a lot of people i don't know 
No. I think a lot of people really they like that. they like it, and it just it just looks like a disaster. <laughs> just <laughs> waiting to happen. I think I, someone's I mad that he was never a good skater. Mounds of 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 flesh piling up. Yeah. Because it's just it just seems so dangerous. Oh, a five skater pileup is a glorious thing to behold. That's a yeah, happy time. No, it just uh, that's just like the worst. So I don't I don't strap slippery things to my feet. Yeah, I think there's something about uh about I I like your idea of monitoring one's mood, like being hyper aware. Yeah, uh, really really understanding yourself yeah. in this in in a time when it's when it can be really rough because mm-hmm. you don't necessarily see it coming. You're just living your life and it feels everything feels normal. Yeah, but when you get out of work, and it's dark yeah you're gonna feel like shit i mean depression the kind of depression that i've experienced in my life um it it it, you're right that it sneaks up on you and it's it's insidious because it's just for me it's just this slow slow creep yeah and it's it's when it clears off that you're like you realize the depth of where you were at yeah like like when you come out of it it's just like Oh, that was, I would actually define that as a moderately deep depression that I was in, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, I didn't quite know it going in, but I know it coming out. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, like, that's important. I think, let me see. I. Uh, oh, another thing that I try to do is I do try to make sure that I, I do get a, just a little bit of sunlight. Sure. That whole light thing, it's so critical. Yeah. Uh, well, and and staying active is important. Yeah, there's a tendency because it's cold outside and it sucks. Yeah, you you trap yourself inside, and for yeah. those of us like me who fucking hate going to the gym, oh. it suddenly becomes you know I I don't want to take a walk no. like I do during the summertime. It's out there, it's slushy and gross. Yeah, the air I, is disgusting. I often do take walks in the wintertime, but I have to force myself and I have to put on extra layers of clothing. Yeah. I just I just ordered one of those masks. Did you? Yeah. Well, how can I ride my bike on the nicer, on the clearer days when the roads aren't like all icy? Right. I want to be riding my bike, but like I did the other day and I regretted it. Because of the air? Because of the air. Yeah. yeah. That's that, that's that's less of a nationwide problem. That's... No, I know. Sorry. That's very local. That's very specific. Right. But yeah, I mean, the point is take care of yourself. Yeah. I think that's the point. Yeah. Make yourself cookies. I think that's why sweets are so important this time of year. Yeah. Because it's like you need happy food. Yeah. You need happy things. So make things for yourself that make you happy. Yeah. Make yourself happy. I'm feeling rather blue right now, Dan. Are you? (laughs) Do I need to make you cookies? Will you make me cookies, Dan? I will make you some cookies, Frank. Mm. We'll do it. No. Oh. No, I'm fine. <laughs> okay. Well, listen, here's what I would like, is I would love for our listeners to write into us with their best ways to beat the blues in yeah. the wintertime. Right. Uh, whatever your trick is, I'll bet you got one. I'll bet you got something. Yeah. Write into us. Podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. 424-666-8442 is the number. It is indeed. Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist. Check it out. And also, on Facebook, you search for it. You type in TGIA Members Only Lounge. Yeah. Press enter. And it comes up. Yeah. Request to join. It's great. We'll let you in. We will indeed. Uh... 
speaking of the social media, thanks so much to Mackenzie for all of her hard work on the Facebook page. And thanks to uh, Amy and Danny for being the moderators in the Members Only Lounge. And also, big thanks to the Red Rock Hot Club and also to Gordon Johnston uh, for the use of their music. And thanks to all of you for tuning in. Go out there and make some cookies. Bye-bye. Thank you.